Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. On today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are talking about the subject of salvation. Should we come to Jesus out of fear, or is there something more? Fuller, are you ready? Let's go. Dude, Mark, what's that, up, Fuller? That new intro, Ooh. mind blown, right? We finally have our intro. We finally dropped it, Mr. Paul Lindgren. Thank you very much for writing this new song specifically for RTC intro. Paul Lindgren. So, in case you don't know who Paul is, well, let's put it this way: if you don't know who Paul Paul Lindgren is, you yeah. are not a tried and true RTC family. Not only that, though, but you need to get on Spotify or iTunes and listen to his CD that he currently has out. He's working on his new project, The Fruits of the Spirit. Dude, dude. Uh, okay, so so now that you're taking a sip of coffee, I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> so so we approached Paul about writing a new song right. for us, specifically for the podcast, yep. exclusive to the podcast. But he took it a step farther. He's like, this inspired me. Like, it inspired me to, like, do a whole new project a new CD about all instrumental, just, all like, instrumental. just like we just listened to. That's that's like the entirety of the song. And it's all instrumental, and it's about um, how each fruit of the Spirit, how that is that interpreted through his music. Right, right. So so the name of the song that we're listening to right now is called Joy. Joy. Yep. And, and you can tell, you know, it's got that little... I don't know if that was yeah, a key yeah. or not, but whatever, dude. <laughs> Sorry, Paul, we probably ruined it yeah, for you. Well, but yeah. I, I probably did because Fuller is not tone deaf. I'm, well, I'm not tone deaf. I just naturally am flat. So, <laughs> but no, but so so. Um, I think we need to have Paul back on the show, dude. Dude, I, I've been trying to tell him, like, let us know when you're going to be up because we have some subjects that we want to discuss with you. And, and it would be a lot of fun to have him, even after he finishes the CD, to tell us about oh, the dude. CD. And, Wouldn't it be great and, to have And him? the story. Because yeah. his story, dude, I mean, his... I'm not going to steal his thunder or tell his story or anything, Man. but, I mean, that dude has come had a really... Big come to Jesus moment yeah. recently, which is yeah. awesome, absolutely awesome to hear. Right, yeah. Um, in fact, here's here's a fun fact for you. Thinking of who we need back on the show, I was okay. So for for at time of recording, it's Friday night. I texted Soche at like two p.m. today. Dude, we haven't had Soche on in no, so and I'm long. like, I'm like, I think the last episode was like the Halloween episode. Yeah, it's dude, been that long. But he, and so I was like, dude, Soche, you need to be on tonight's episodes. Because we, you know, we only record two episodes at a time. Right. Salvation. Uh, Don't spoil the next. I one. I won't spoil the next one because that one is that one's I'm, I'm I'm excited about, and that's what he was excited about. Right. But I'm like, dude, you want to be in the podcast in like five hours? And he's like, No, dude, I have the kids tonight. I'm like, Man, I should have asked you a while ago. Darn. But but either way, so yeah, we haven't had him on. Drop him off at Scott's house. But and come on over. But I will say, um, we'll, I'll even link in the show notes. But Soche started a podcast. Yes, he did. So yeah. him and two of his buddies, Cameron and Matt, I think they were like, yeah, I don't remember. They were bandmates of his and college roommates, and then their whole podcast is the th- not just like theology, but like how to be a dad. It's like taking what your beliefs are, what you know. I mean, they're all theology nerds, just right. like Soche is. But the whole premise of the podcast is take what we know about theology and bring it into what does it mean to be a dad. 
Yeah. So they actually tell stories in every episode. They then go into like, uh, what does the Bible say? Kind of what we do. What, what does the Bible say? Yeah, and how do you apply that? What was the podcast called again? I don't remember off the top of my head. Do you remember? Not off the top of my head, no. So I, I will link up. that. Yeah. I, I will it, link but that. But it's it's worth the listen. It's good stuff. Yeah. So, so as as we say, we don't know what it's called. It's yeah. just it's on our it's on our it's on our feeds. So it, we just it's, see it. It's in my uh my pod being like Q list. Right. And it's just there. Like it's just right. there. Just just right. like everything I just, else. Yeah. I just but but speaking of podcast Q list, I have to read something, dude. Dude, we what do you got finally for finally had someone not just leave us a review on Apple iTunes. Um, but they actually wrote us a review. What we have? All right. We have. Oh, and this is kind of a side note because people probably don't listen to our outro with with the wonderful Nicole Howell telling people to like, subscribe, How, yeah, share, all right. that kind of stuff. But the more reviews that our podcast gets on Apple iTunes is the more likely it is to get into people's feeds. Right. And it gets into you know top new podcasts and Christian but podcasts. Not only and that, all kind of stuff. write us. We want to hear from our listeners. Right. Like, hey, nothing's off the table. If you want to talk about it, let's go. I mean, we're on social media. We got our email account set up. We're going right. to be switching email soon. information here pretty soon. Right. Um, getting a good old Gmail. But I do want to read this one real quick. I want to read this one real quick. So this is right, from uh, Mama Yates 4. Mama Yates, what's do you know, up? Do you know who Mama Yates is? I do not. Mama Yates, can you reach out to us on Facebook? Because we want to know who, who you really are. Um, but Mama Yates said this. Five stars, title, awesome podcast. And she says, I don't normally leave review, reviews. But I felt this was a time that I should. I love the conversations and the realness of Mark and Fuller. Thank you for giving me something positive to listen to while at work. Keep it up. Yo, Mama Yates. She didn't even call you Chris. She is an avid listener. She That's called you right. Fuller because your name is not Chris. It's Fuller. It's Fuller. <laughs> it is Fuller. So Mama Yates 4, was that correct? Mama Yates 4. All right, Mama Yates 4. Get a hold of us because we have a special present just for you that we're going to send to you. So if you go ahead yep. and get a hold of us and... Uh, Tell us how we can get this special prize. What do you think you? about this, great. dude? What do you think about every person that leaves us a review on Apple iTunes or or on Facebook? We send them a little we, something. We send them a little something. I'm down for you that. You think we man. can do yeah, that? Yeah, we got that. And in, in, in order to continue to do that, we would love to have you sponsor the podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but but anywho, so Mama Yates, thank you for thank all you of so our much. listeners. Thank you. We have surpassed at time of recording 3200 downloads that's right and we had we just dropped episode did we just drop 30 or 29, 29. i think we just dropped episode 29 we, yeah i'm pretty sure it was 29 so for those people who keep on listening thank you thank you this so is much. awesome this is awesome but hey so without further ado let's jump well into, we got oh, wait hold on <gasps> what's brewing dude dude <laughs> i'm just so excited to talk what's, about this bro what's brewing in case people don't know we haven't podcasted it's just well, you and me in a while it's been three weeks it's been since three it's just weeks. been you and i uh, last week, which you guys have probably have heard now, uh, we did an episode with the at, dudes. At and least dads. they better have heard by now. I hope so. If not, go back and listen to it. But it's with the dudes and dads podcast. Uh, that was a fun episode, man. And you were like all hyped up on on Joel Demott's coffee, like the Jamaican Dude, Blue Mountain or oh, whatever was, it was. So I went back and listened to it because I'm Dude, like, you were hyped. I, I wanted I wanted to hear, okay, how did we work and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sitting there, so I had it playing in my office when I was working, you right. know. And I kept thinking, Mark, shut up, Mark, shut up, Mark, shut up, Mark, let Fuller talk. And I'm just like, I was just sitting there. And I'm like, can someone restrain this man? The whole time. I was so freaking hyper. The whole time Andy and I were just looking at each other and just like kind of chuckling at each other because you and Joel were just like, boom, 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 boom. Like both of you guys were so caffeinated. Me and Joel, dude, Joel and Andy. 
They're great. They man. became if you like guys best friends overnight, man. If you guys have not listened to the previous podcast of last week, uh, go back and listen to it, and then also check out Dudes and Dads podcast. It's a phenomenal podcast, and Andy Lehman and Joel Demont do a great job. They bring friends of theirs uh, onto their podcast. It's, it's and mainly it's, an interview podcast. It, yeah, it's just them people telling their stories and struggles that they've gone through and victories that they've had. Uh, if you want something encouraging to listen to, dudes and dads the place to go yeah and, and i kind of shared a little bit about what it was like to be a single dad yeah and things like that too right, right now. so yeah. so it got real it we, got real we brought the real it was talk real talk to dudes and dads and, and they did video for us too which yeah we're working on we're working on we're working hopefully on hopefully soon we will have a youtube channel for you guys so you can watch us talk to you <laughs> because everyone wants to see our wonderful faces because you know just like joel demont said we have a face for radio. Yeah, we so. do. <laughs> I totally have a face for radio. But anywho, but no, we are drinking stuff straight from the Fuller Roastery. The, yeah, yep, it is from the Fuller Roastery. Uh, today, tonight, we are drinking Mexican high-grown mm. that is brewed or roasted to a, a city roast. A city roast. So it's in between a medium roast and a dark roast. Okay. It's not a city light. It's, it's city. It's, it's, it's a full full city. It's strong. It's nice. Holy cow, dude! Yeah, like I'm like I'm as wired as you were on last week's episode. And right now, I'm not wired at all, dude. Need, well, I, this is Woo. my third cup. You're still working on your first. I'm still, well, but that's also. I mean, but I've you know, I had lunch with a guy, so I had two cups of coffee there. I had coffee before. I almost had coffee afterwards. So. This is my fifth cup of the day. I'm just tired. Yeah, we just I, need to get you caffeinated. We, some just, more. we need to get me caffeinated. But, but I'm also. <laughs> I played soccer last night, and I'm still recovering. Yeah, I'm sore. I'm still sore, dude. I'm getting old, but it's it's totally okay. So, is it is it safe to assume that I'm old? Um, I see. We have different perspectives on old. We do. Like to me, old is like seventy five plus. Like that's you're getting old now. I'm getting old. Like. We're we're still in the prime of life. Like we won't even be middle aged until if we're this like is 40, prime. Five, I'm gonna be in a wheelchair by 50. 35. Dude, you just need to. The problem is, is you're doing something that you haven't done in how many months because it's been snowy out and. Well, I play, it's, it's indoor, but I know, I, but I, haven't you play, I haven't played in about three weeks. Okay, so when's the last time you played before that? The week before. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm I was also gonna say your body's probably not. I'm used also to it. coming off dodgeball on Sunday. And and I always hurt myself in dodgeball because I go all you out. You just need to realize that your body is starting to age and you don't recover as fast. <laughs> I need Epsom salt baths to get through my day. That's, you, I haven't had Epsom salt bath in a while. You just need you, you need a lot of a leave, <laughs> a lot of a leave, and a whole lot of Jesus. That's that's what I need. But but either way, man. So let's, let's dive let's into dive it, man. In. Yeah, so, so so I'll let you set this one up because this was a conversation we kind of started we, having and we we stopped. We mid conversation went. Yeah, we're, we're, we we are actually having this. it at our at our small group Tuesday night after everybody else left, and it was just you and your kids, and me and and Janiel and my kids. Yep. And, uh We started talking about this actually based on a a pamphlet. I won't even call it a book, a pamphlet that my godfather That's had written back in like I think I said I think it was ninety two or ninety three. So you know back when you were a young spry little guy. Yep. I was like <laughs> I was the I was the age of. Of your middle child, yeah. So, um, but he has it's a it, it's uh, I'm trying to remember how he titled it. Living in Christ, I think, is the way he titled this little pamphlet, and it <clears throat> basically it walks you through like a new believer 
the things that they need to know about being a Christian and where the scriptures are at on that. And that's the whole thing that it is. But Mark read it and it's like, dude, I disagree with some of this. And we're like, all right, let's talk about this. So we started with, to talk with, about with it. With point number one. I was like, yeah, eh, I don't know if we should start with that. So I was like, we started to talk about it. And I was like, mm, I think we're closer and we see more eye to eye than what you think. Um, but hey, this would be a great, but like, we didn't even have like, we were like, what are we going to podcast about this week? This was three days ago. Yep. We didn't even have it because we have so many topics. We just didn't know which one we wanted to do. And Mark's like, dude, we should do this, the salvation one. I'm like, all let's, right, bro, let's no, go. No, no, you're like, let go. Let go. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, I'll start it off with a quote that I had found. Um, well, first we got to answer the question, do people actually fear hell or not, right? Yeah, well, yeah, well, before let's, we let's get set the stage before we go before we it, get yeah. Before we could talk about salvation, we have to know, so here's the premise of, of what we were discussing, right? Um, do people get saved out of fear of hell and going to hell, or do people get saved out of love for God? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where this conversation that Mark and I were having started. Um, so I got a quote here um, from C.S. Lewis. If you don't know C.S. Lewis... Get out let from, me know, and get, I'll suggest get, get out from under your rock. I'll, I'll let you. I'll, I'll give you some. I have his ma- not the master's collection, but I have a a collector's edition right over there on nice, the shelf. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've I've got a lot of his stuff, especially the Screw Tape Letters. Those that's a good book. I've actually never read the Screw Tape Letters. Oh, dude, that's a good book. I've done mere Christianity. I've done miracles. Right. Uh, yeah, the Screw Tape Letters is all like about like a book about. I think like, Screw Tape's up there. I think it's all about like a demon. Like, oh yeah, no, yeah, I, I know right, it's about. So. I've just never seen. But anyway, anyways, anyways C.S. Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> Back to, back to this. Uh, yeah, he said, all that are in hell, choose it. Without the self-choice, there would be no hell. That's a pretty powerful well, statement. Well, say that one again real quick, because it's it's kind of a, a tongue twister. All that are in hell, choose it. Without the self-choice, there would be no hell. Now, Mark, what do you, what do you think that means? I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of the, the idea of the fact of you don't go to hell... Self-choice. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's it's free will. It, it is. And, it and, like. and I'm also a Reformed Baptist, too, So which which means I, I, I'm i on more of the Calvinist side of the equation. Um, because, you know, when I hear about all those are in hell, choose it, you know, that question then brings up, okay, what about those who have never heard the gospel? Did they choose hell or did they just not have the opportunity? And, and all those different things. Well, then we get into the conversation of um, from the beginning of time, Jesus said if the people will not, well, Jesus said if the people, when he was coming into Jerusalem on yep. the, upon the donkey, he said if the people will not cry out my name, the rocks, the will. rocks will. Right. So, and, and the idea of without that self-choice, there could be no hell. And, and, and right. you know, C.S. Lewis was obviously on the, on the free choice of the conversation rather right. than like, you know, Piper who would flat out say like, you know, you just weren't chosen to be in heaven. Like, there's the two sides of the equation. But I, I will agree that every single person that is in well, hell right now chose to be there because so, they did not follow Jesus. I know we're going to rabbit trail here for just a second. Here but we go. For for John Piper, I think his his stance is more of, uh, you know, predestination, obviously, is what oh, we're talking and, about. And Piper's, uh, I think he's like a, a double predestination, but uh, which I'm not. I'm you, not that. You know, the way I look at I believe in... in predestination to a point of God lives outside of time, therefore God sees all of time. It's mm. kind of my thought process behind it. So it's yep. not that it's necessarily like he's choosing certain people that he's predestining to become saved. Uh, it's that he sees the beginning from the end at all times, so he knows those who are going to choose him. And that's the way I look at it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And I think that's what John Piper is saying. 
And I think that's what C.S. Lewis is saying. They're just saying it in different ways. Right. It's, it's more so just the fact of those people are, who are in hell right now are those who decided that they did not want to be followers of God. Yeah, they just did followers not. Of Jesus, followers yeah. of the way. Yeah, right. Exactly. So anyways, back into it. Uh, so let's talk some statistics about those who, if they believe in he- heaven or hell. Uh, so I've got this from uh, pewresearch.org. We'd love some Pew Research. Yep. So that's where this uh, this little statistic comes from. Uh, and it says roughly 7 in 10, 72% uh, Americans say they believe in heaven, defined as a place where people who have led good lives are eternally rewarded. Uh, and this is back in 2014, their religious landscape study. They go on to say, but at the same time, 58% of U.S. adults also believe in hell, a place where people who have led bad lives and die without being sorry are eternally punished. So they, they roughly, die without being sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So this is coming from a perspective of people that uh, they, they may call themselves Christian, but, you know, <laughs> who knows if they really are. Yeah, yeah. But it gives a perspective also of... Just uh, where our nation's at right now. Yeah. I mean, well, this is six years ago. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Six years ago, um, almost three quarters of of Americans believed in heaven, and a little over half believed in a hell. Which is hilarious that a lot of people believe in heaven, but then on the flip side, they'd be like, "No, but I don't believe in hell." Right? Yeah, there is no hell. Hell is a what? Did, I read an article the other day that said um, hell is just something that's religiously made up. Because uh, it's to fear people and to not go in there. It, it's to fear people to bring people in mm. to the church. We call that a sales tactic, right? Exactly. So that's that's it was a very interesting article. Um, that's all I took out of it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's just interesting that I'm looking at that. Where it's the fact of people who have led good lives are eternally rewarded. Hell is a place where bad people die without being sorry. Right. And so, so many people right off the bat, and before we can talk about it, believe that how you end up in paradise, bliss, nirvana, shalom, whatever you want to call that end place is more the fact of it's all based on what you do. Right. Which which as Christians, as you know, I, I people love the book Christians, we read that you can't earn your way to salvation. Right. And that's that's step number one. But the the biggest question that I had coming out of this and, and the booklet mentioned this is right. you know what are the steps to be saved? Mm. You know, like that's kind of the question of, so So when someone wants to, you know, follow Jesus, they want to enter into heaven. Right. The question that I always had was, and this was a question I've been asking since college of, can someone be saved only to escape hell? In, mm. in terms of, you know, I don't, I don't want to burn. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to do all these different things. Hell scares me. So I'm just going to follow Jesus. I don't want to be in hell. So have you ever heard of the term, the age of innocence? Oh yeah. Okay, so typically we we think age of innocence is small children that don't know right from wrong, right? Right. Yep. My opinion. Okay, this is just my opinion. I believe that there is a small such of age of innocence um, when you become a new believer, and here's why okay. I say that because Paul talks about, um, and I believe it was in Corinthians, the Apostle Paul, not Paul. Yes, Lincoln. yes, Apostle Paul. I believe it was talking. Talked about, and I, you'll probably correct me because I probably have it wrong, but I think it was Corinthians um, about how uh, they should be eating spiritual meat, but they're still drinking spiritual milk. Was right. Corinthians, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
There's there's a couple of places in the scripture yeah, with that. But, yeah. Um, so my thought process is based upon that scripture that when we become new believers, we're drinking a spiritual milk just like an infant would. So there's a small stage of innocence where we're growing in Christ and we're learning and God's revealing stuff to us because God's not going to, so as soon as we say, you know, Lord, I give my life to you, he's not going to um, overwhelm you with everything that you do wrong. It's a purification process. Right. Just like refined gold, like First Peter says. Right. But can you and choose to follow Jesus unless you understand your so, sin and your so you the can. penalty of that? Um, uh, definitely, I think you can, um, and I think um, the Ten Commandments obviously uh, are partially used uh, to show us, as non-believers, the way God views sin. Right? Okay. Thou shalt not murder, and then Jesus, uh, or thou shalt not commit adultery. So that's the basic, and then Jesus takes it a step far- farther that if you hate a person in your heart, you've committed murder. If you lust after a person, you've committed adultery. Right? So right, correct. So I believe that those commandments were placed before us, all the laws of God in the Old Testament, and even the laws that Jesus has quoted and taken a step farther, were put before us human beings to show us that without God, we would never be good enough to spend eternity with him because right. God God is can't stand sin, right? We all know this. Um, but also... He mentions a lot in uh, over. I think I, I think I wrote it down. I think it's thirty-one places in Scripture where he mentions hell or Hades or the lake of fire, um, all all pertaining. And that's out of the ESV. If anybody's interested of where I'm getting some of this <laughs> stuff, um, <clears throat> and typically, as Mark knows, I don't use the ESV. I'm a King Jimmy guy, and King so Jimmy. for me to go out to that standard, you know, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it says uh, 31 scriptures that speak upon hell, the lake of fire, Sheol, Hades, etc. is what I found in the ESV. Uh, and and why, why are we hearing about this? Well, because um, we are learning about what happens in the absence of God, right? And, and that's the purpose. That's what we're learning. That's the salvation. So by not choosing God, like, like uh, C.S. Lewis said, we're, we're ultimately choosing God hell, right? We just mm-hmm. discussed that in the very beginning of the podcast. Right. And so I think that fear um, to a baby Christian is a good thing. You know, it's just like uh, my little kids, if I, if I, and your kids, if you tell them a fire's hot um, and don't touch it and they touch it, they get burned. You know, there's, there's a fear of that. Right. But then turn and, it on the flip it's side. Healthy, it's a healthy fear. Right. And then turn it on the flip side. And as they grow older, they can learn that fire is used for a lot of things and it can be a good tool. Now, I'm not comparing God to fire. No, no, no. I'm just saying there's an illustration of as a child. You grow you, in your understanding. Right, correct. And so I think that is where we're at. And when I talk about the new believer, small window of age of innocence, they are learning. Mm. There's a learning process there. So they have to learn that they shouldn't fear, um, they should not fear hell as much as they should fear God. Uh, and that you know the scripture I'm pulling from there is Matthew ten twenty eight and it says, and do not fear those that can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him that can destroy both the soul and the body in hell. So there's and there's got to be some understanding of that scripture. It's not just being afraid of hell; it's being afraid of and it's a healthy fear of the Lord, 
that you you know how awesome and how powerful he is that because he chooses to cast sin out that without him and without his ways um that's and going to be where we end up because we are filthy rags without right, him right definitely and 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 the reason why this conversation kind of came up was in the booklet um now your godfather it was beautifully written it was beautifully yeah. written now mark who likes to format things? It was making my eyes go crazy with all the different font colors. But um, <laughs> well, it was written back in the nineties, so. bro, dude. It was Microsoft that was, Word. That I'm was surprised there's no Word art. That was there. before Windows ninety five, my good man, <laughs> bro. What, what was before Windows ninety five? <laughs> I have no idea. I just remember Windows ninety five. Uh, it was it. I think there was a Windows. There was something before ninety five. I think there was a Windows ninety three. And then I don't know, uh, was it DOS before that? I don't know. I, I don't I'd know. I'd have to look into we, it. We had something before 95. Yeah, I, I think it was a, some sort of a DOS thing. I think there was a Windows 93, and then I, I don't remember if there was something before there, that. There's but, some nerd but, out there but who's back just, in the 80s. Yeah. There's some nerd out there rolling It's probably Soche. It's okay. It's probably Soche. Probably. Um, but in this booklet, um, it said that we get saved in order to escape God's wrath. That's the first step. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, is, is that a... Uh, uh, the, the the best way to approach it. Because whenever you see Jesus, um, this is interesting, you never see anywhere in the Bible where it says, ask Jesus into your heart. Right. You never see that. Correct, yeah. Every single time, it's believe in the Lord Jesus Christ right. and you'll be saved. Confe- Same f- confess you with your mouth. Yep. And, and and this is what I was pulling up. So I wasn't... I w- see, I'm, I'm actually... I, I pulled up our church's website because I created Good a job. beautiful gospel page. Oh, here we just go. recently. Yours truly. But I'm working on a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Um, but anywho, so I was pulling this up because we teach it at church in, in terms of three circles. You have God's original design, you have brokenness, and then you have the gospel. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, we see the brokenness in the world. It's all, it's messed up. There's disease, there's suffering, there's backstabbing. Like, this is not the way it was supposed to be. We get right. a glimpse into the beauty and goodness of God in creation still, but this the, the world we're living in was not the way it was created. God created a perfect earth that we destroyed because of sin. Right. And the only way to, out of the brokenness is you have to realize, I can't save myself. Right. I need Jesus to save me. But, and you repent and believe, you repent of your sin and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. So, you know, even in that, like, it's the conversation of, yeah, you're saved from something, but you're saved for something. Because the Bible says you're saved for, uh, you, you know, you're saved in order to do good works. You're saving another to be with God again the way it was supposed to be. Right. But the thing that I was always wrestling with was the fact of, you know, I would hear so many people's testimonies, and a lot of these people have walked away from their faith. I'll just be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids I was in high school with, Christian, I went to a Christian high school, right? Christian college. So many of my friends don't follow Jesus anymore. In hey, fact, some of my really close friends don't. I'm just going to say I know at least one-third of my school does not follow Jesus, but I was homeschooled, so, you know, that was just... <laughs> um, but a lot of those people, they would say, well, you know, like, you hear their testimonies like, oh, I just didn't, I didn't want to suffer and burn in hell. Right. And I'm, and I, I, even as a little kid, I was like, mm. like, if someone says, Mark, why did you get saved? And I said, because when Jesus comes back, I don't want to be left. I don't want to be forgotten. Right. I want to be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever I would hear people say, I'm doing it just to escape hell, not and it's not a oh, I want to I want to get saved because I want to follow the plan God has since in the beginning I want right. to be with God commune with God walk with God mm-hmm. talk with God right. for me it's like is is that what being saved is because so many Christians in the Baptist at least the Baptist circles it was so much of just pray the prayer sign the dotted line walk the right. walk the sawdust trail like like just repent and believe just go, go. everyone's going for numbers and not like what does it mean to follow the way right. And and so many people, 
want to so, follow Jesus out of fear of suffering, not out of the joy of of being with God. Right, and and you have to realize that not so obviously. Even as a small child, you knew you wanted to commune with God and love God. Right. But then there's the other side of things where there is a healthy fear of the Lord, which we just read about in Matthew and, 10, and, 28. And let's be honest, the, the fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of wisdom. Right, exactly. So you so, can't have wisdom without fearing so God. So a little bit of fear and, the you know, without God, there there's nothing. I mean, that's... And even uh, Peter so, said, you know, we don't fear man, we fear God because he's the one who can destroy the body and the soul. Right, which is exactly what Matthew ten twenty eight said. Right. Um so uh, for some people, they, they get it right away. They get the love. But for others, in, their, in the beginning of their walk, fear at first of that may not be a bad thing because it's drawn them into wanting to know more. And as they grow and study, um, they they kind of catch on a little bit more. Now, I'm not saying, like, <laughs> we, I think about, you know, in this country back in the 30s, 40s, 50s, the, uh, the turn or burn quote unquote. And and that's what we grew up in. You know, I grew right. up in the independent fundamental only way right, Bible thumping. There ain't gonna be no Methodists or anybody else in heaven, Baptist church. Yeah, see I grew up in a house church, so I didn't have any of that. <laughs> <laughs> How here we go, house church. But, but, but hey, keep going. But yeah, so uh you know I, I don't um I don't necessarily disagree, but I don't agree with the Turner Burn. You right. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, it is true. It's if it's you more, don't turn, it's definitely more. You than is going to burn. It's definitely more than that, but it is a motivator. <laughs> I mean, right? So, so there's a you know there's a little bit of both. It, you can't just leave it at turn or burn. You got to be leave it. You got to do it as God loves you, and without without choosing God, you will burn in hell. Mm-hmm. And that's the premise. And a lot of I mean, that's if you listen to the majority of like uh, like Billy Graham, you know, a lot of people say, oh, he's a, the turn or burn preacher, but he definitely no. was not. No. He definitely was not. He was a love preacher. Now he tagged on at the end. Because it's that, truth that those who are separated from God, right. who choose to reject him, right. they will and this is what's so hard for my mind to understand is I couldn't imagine sending my creation oh, it's, to hell. It's gotta be heartbreaking. That was a place that was designed not to punish humans. Right. It was designed to punish Satan. Right. And the demons. Right. Yeah, it's uh Ooh, I just got chills, bro. It's Man. God's wish is that everyone would be saved. Right, right. He's right. not willing that any should perish. Right, exactly. So um, just like a father. Which I think that's First Peter. It, it, it's uh, it's like watching, you know, you're a father of two, right, Mark? Yep, yep. father of two and okay. you're father of three. So we're going to use the illustration. I'll use my my family instead of you. That's, that's cool. Which, by the but, way, your kids are so cute. Let's say, let's, say, uh, let's say you and I were standing on the road okay. and a bus is coming, right? Okay. And one of your kids steps out and one of my kids steps out, right? Because mm-hmm. they're choosing to do that. Now, we said, don't do that. Come back. Now, we want to w- go in and rescue them, but we have to hold back our other kids because they're trying to run out too, right? So do you sacrifice Jeez. all your kids? Or it's not even sacrifice. You don't want to. You're t- yelling at them to come back. You're doing everything you can to get them to come back. But if they ch- choose to continue to stay out there and get hit by a bus, that's the, the free will choice kind of thing. Now, it's a little bit different with God. Because Dang, I just got depressed. Right, but how heartbreaking could it be for God to watch His creation, the the thing that He loves, that He wants to have that relationship with, that that He wants, He longs to be with, that His He wants to be His bride, you know, Christ's bride, the bride of Christ, to watch them do that, to choose not to be with Him, like it's got to be heartbreaking. 
and, and it was, and we see, and, and this is where I think us Christians can start taking some notes from Jesus. Right. Um, when you see Jesus, when he saw Jerusalem, what did he do? He wept over the city, right? Because he was that heartbroken. Um, and, and he, he was not okay. And so many of us Christians will look at people and it's like, well, I, you know, excited for them to go rot and burn. Like, like we don't pray for people. We're too stuck up and arrogant. Um, so we know God's a loving God, but a God who loves also has to, to judge. Right. Cause it's one of those things where, and I, I always teach my teens this way. If, if you, Chris love Janelle, would it be wrong for you to say no to every other woman out there? No, because that's love right. towards 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 Janiel. Right. In the same way that if if you murdered somebody, the judge can let you get off easy because oh he loves everybody. But where's the justice right. on the other end of the equation yeah. for the for the family and the person that died? Then you know we want to put our stipulations of love on God. Yeah. So much and and we we try to put God in a box. Of our understanding, oh, of course, and and God is so much holier and powerful beyond our understanding and comprehension that we would never be able. I mean, it's going to take eternity for us to really get to know who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the fact that we think that we know God, <laughs> sorry to disappoint people out there, we are sadly mistaken, and we're just trying the best to what He's given us to understand that the Bible. You know, and and look at how much division it's caused because we try to come up with our own ideas rather than what the scripture actually says, and we and we put our own mindsets onto that, right? But I mean, yeah, let's look at a couple scriptures yeah, here. That's, that's what I was so, just thinking. So I want to, you know, we talked about how fear can be a motivator for some, love can be a motivator. It's like reading a book. You know, you and I could both read the same book and take different things that motivate us or convict us out of the same book. Would you agree with 100%. that? But it's the same book. Same book, same and content. And, and same message, same message out of it. So well, we're coming from different places and different right. perspectives. So let's look at it from both perspectives here. Uh, some of the scriptures, I, I just pulled up a couple scriptures um, about what the Bible says about hell. And it says, uh, let's go with Matthew 7, 13 through 14. It says, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy. That leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Right? We've yep. heard this one before. And, and that's, that's the words of Jesus. Right. And then we got Revelations 21, 8. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for the murderers, the sexually, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So again, we're talking about hell there, right? Right, correct. And then uh, we're going to go into... And, and eternal eternal damnation. Right, eternal, right. So I just said that on a podcast. I did not cuss. That was the proper <laughs> use of damnation. <laughs> so then the other one is the one we already talked about, which is Matthew ten twenty eight, and it says, yep. Do not fear those that can kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather fear him that can destroy the body and the soul in hell right yep so those are just three of the 31 scriptures that i have spoken to you and quoted to you tonight uh or today whenever time of day you're listening to this podcast but uh those are the three scriptures that i pull out of 31 that are actually in the bible to talk about what will happen if we choose not to follow christ so then let's talk about reasons why we should love christ as you know, as Mark did as as a child. So uh, let's look at First John four nineteen. It says, "We love 
him, or we love because he first loved us. You know, that's actually one of my. Someone asked me on Instagram what my what my three favorite verses are. The whole book of First John's one of my favorites it's, because yeah. it's like we love him because he first loved us and he proved to us in this way that he sent his son to die. Right. It's for so us. hard for me to choose a favorite book because as soon as I go, oh no, yeah, First James, John's my favorite. I'm book, like bro. James is my favorite, and then I'll start reading First John's. I'm like, no, First John's my favorite, and then I'll start reading like First Peter, and it's like, oh no, First Peter. <laughs> right. My favorite verses don't come from First John, but yeah. the whole book is. Now, fun fact: Martin Luther hated the book of James. Fun fact. Well, the Martin Luther. That's a sad state. But he also okay. didn't like Jonah. But anyway, continue. anyways, so uh, we'll talk about Galatians two twenty. This is a pretty famous one, uh, yep. in a lot of if, if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, this is really famous. But it says, "I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me." The next scripture is uh, Romans five eight. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's another very famous. Uh, usually it's used in the, the Roman road, remember? Good old Roman yeah, road. Right. I know that one. <laughs> yep. Uh, and the last one we're going to talk about tonight is the Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, which is everybody likes that one. Um, so there's there's two sides of the same coin. You know what I mean? This is this is kind of what we've been talking about tonight on this podcast. Is that um, I believe some people are motivated by by hell, and I believe some people are motivated by love. You know, there's a fear, and then there's the harmony, right? And both are in the quote unquote Christian age of innocence. <laughs> yep. Because they're in that beginning stages of learning um what God has actually done for us and what it actually means. So so let me ask you this then. Um this might be a shifting gears a little bit. So when I was in high school we used to go out and quote unquote street evangelize and we would mm, always yeah. lead with, Hey, if you die today, do you know where you're going? Yeah, that's a pretty famous line. I mean do you do you think that's still an effective conversation and question to ask people or is there a better question out there? To get people to think. And I'll tell you my idea. So here's my thing. We're called to go out and make disciples. Correct. Um, I personally, and I'm not saying that street evangelism is a bad thing, but I pers- personally have a hard time sharing the gospel, and, and this is a flaw in me, with people unless I have a relationship kind of going with them. Oh no! But we're in the same. We talked about it. We're in the same right. boat with that. Now, now there are times where the Holy Spirit will lead, and and I will share my faith with a complete stranger, and then and uh, you just told a story before we recorded about that, and you were able to right. share the love of God with people, right? Um, but that's very rare for me. But the whole purpose of intent, I, I look at it as sharing faith in a different perspective than than most. Okay, and it and it goes back to leading of the Holy Spirit. So, um. Me personally, uh, I wait for that stirring in my heart to before I go and share the gospel with somebody, um, because for me, if God God is sending me to to tell somebody the truth, you know, the way, the truth, and the life, right. which is Jesus, um, there's a reason and there's a purpose. There's a reason why God is stirring up my soul, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying audible voice. Like, if you think, when I say I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, I'm not saying, like, 
bright light, Jesus comes down and goes, thou shalt forth go. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that that internal stirring in your heart where you know it's not coming from you. Right. But it's an urge that, it's like an itch you have to scratch. You, you know have I mean? to scratch or you got to shove it down? Both. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? we'll, we'll shove it down and get well, away. Yeah, like, you know. yeah. But if you do that. In that, a not good way. Yeah. Anytime you've, I've ever tried to do that, then I just get convicted even worse, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> so reach, yeah. So oh, sorry. That's the way that effects. Yeah. That's the that's the Gen Z effects. Yeah. So that's the uh, that's kind of how I I share the gospel from my point of view. Now the street evangelism, I, I've I've gone through the the way of the master. Like oh yeah, with uh, Ray Comfort, Ray Comfort, and uh, Todd Friel and. Uh, Oh, I didn't realize Todd Friel was part of that. Todd Friel and... Was Kirk Cameron? Kirk Cameron. Thank you. Yeah. I was looking for his name. Uh, but those three had kind of went through and like walked through the Ten Commandments to show people that they are not worthy, and, and but God has given them away and this and that. And and that's... that's I don't, I'm not saying it's wrong, uh, but it's hard for me to be like, go and tell these people that and uh, and you just constantly do that because to me it's almost like look at me right. for me personally yep. it's it's a it's a the focus is on me and not on god whereas with the stirring of my spirit it's not my words this is mm-hmm. it, it's easier for me to connect and be like look the, the holy spirit has led me over to talk to you and this is what what i need to tell you and, and give them the gospel um that's just personally for me i uh i know that christ when he preached to the crowds he preached in such a way he said those who have ears, ears let them, let them hear. hear. So um, he did not go out seeking the crowd. The crowd sought him. You know, and obviously it's Jesus, so it's a little different. But I mean, he is kind of um, God. So I don't, I don't see any see any place in Scripture where it says that going out and doing that is wrong. Mm-hmm. But to me, I just I can't do it for me. Uh, and see, because for I I, I got to see the, to make sure. Like I don't have to make sure. I guess that's the wrong way to put it, but I know when the Holy Spirit stirs me, it's for a purpose. When you're prompted, right? And 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 I grew up in that soul winning culture. Like my yeah. uh, my dad, he actually moved from southeastern Texas with my mom, who was from Connecticut. He married mm-hmm. a Yankee. That's fun. Um, Yankee so so they left town. southeastern Texas to come to Hammond, Indiana. Hammond, Hammond, Indiana. Hammond to Hiles Anderson, which was all about soul winning. Soul, and I won't get into a lot of the. Uh, problems with that church um because i have a mm, no but um but it was all about soul winning soul winning soul winning so and i hate that term because i don't win nobody i don't win souls like my job is to show people way out of the brokenness and and that's that's where i found the most effectiveness with with talking to people about jesus is you know when people's lives are good they, they they don't think they need nobody right but when they realize their lives are broken and they're shattered what do I do? What are the answers? Well, you know, God didn't make it this way. Right. And I remember sitting at Starbucks with one of the baristas and she, they, they lost a baby and, mm-hmm. uh, her and her boyfriend lost their baby. And, uh, so I was just talking with her. I'm like, you know, this is not the way God designed it to be. Right. Why did, why did you lose your child? Why did God let you go through that? I don't know. I'm not, and, and I wasn't about to do the whole like, oh, God works out all things for good. And it's the, well, the, that, the encouragement, which is for, for those who love God. Yeah, I was going to say that's widely misquoted. But <laughs> I also heard so many of those verses when after my dad died that I got. 
I was like, it's right. like, can you just say this sucks with me? Like, can you just sit here and and, and weep with those who weep? Don't try to fix it. Just just just, just weep be. with those who weep. Right, you know exactly. And uh, be the church. But but at the end of the day, you know, I was able to say, you know, why did you lose the baby? I don't know. It's it's not okay. This is not the world God created. This is the world right. God created, and it led into a wonderful conversation and. And, and a lot of great ministry opportunities for our small group too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're still ministering to this family right. and we're trying, man, we're, it's, we're, we're trying. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, when, when I talk to people, they're not looking for an escape from hell. I feel like those are the people who grew up in church right. and that's all they heard right. rather than, you know, this world sucks, it's broken, but this isn't the way God designed it and he's going to make all things new. But so how do you get to this new creation? Right. Well, then this is where the, the, the original Christians were called this, but you got to be followers of the way because mm-hmm. Jesus is the way. Right. So they, they weren't called Christians. In fact, this is what's really, really fun is Christians did, my teens were blown away. Christians did not call themselves Christians. In right. fact, they called followers themselves of the followers of the way, yep. but it was those who were outside of the faith who were making fun of them, calling them Christians, which Christians mean little Christ. Right. And what does that mean? That means they were little imitators of Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He stepped into people's brokenness, and he wasn't scared to get dirty. Right. Wasn't scared to get dirty. And you see in the Beatitudes of all the things we're called to be, we see in the, good, the, the, the parable of the Good Samaritan that Jesus said, there's no place for outward Christianity. Or not outward Christian, outward relig- religiosity without the heart to love people. And we see that in the Great Commission, where what's the Great Commission? Love God, love others. Right. And that's it. Right. Everything is With summed everything up in you that. Got. And and it's funny that I, I believe I believe it's first Peter that we it it says that the world will know you. Oh no, it was uh no, it was in John. I'm sorry, I misquoted. It's in John where Jesus tells his disciples at the last supper. We talked about it this last Tuesday at small group uh, after Judas had left the table and had gone to to the Pharisees. He said, um, the world will know that you are my disciples Mm. by your love for one another. Right. Right. So I I had shared with our group that I believe that also means not just loving one another, but loving our neighbor because Jesus commanded us that we should love our neighbor as ourselves, correct? So who's, take, who, who's your neighbor? Everybody, Whoever's right anybody next Anybody and you. everybody, right? Yep. So uh, I think that you have to take that past loving one another, but the world should also know us by our love for not worldly things, but for the people in the world. Right, right. And, and salvation goes back to the fix from that brokenness. And, and to kind of come back to the original question, um, this this is gonna be a bold statement, but if someone is oh, trying easy with them bold statements, man, it's 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 not late. It's not too late to have a bold statement. <laughs> um, I don't know if someone can be a follower of the way if they're only trying to escape eternal hell, because and here's and I, I know I, I that was a hard shift back into that conversation. Yeah, we're going back. Um, I was like because it you back know why why do people get saved? They know their world's broken. It's not supposed right. to be this way. So they right. want to. You need to be saved from the brokenness. You need to be saved from this is not working. Life is not working. Oh, this isn't the way I was created. How was it? Oh, okay, here's how I do it. And now on the flip side, at the same time, it's like, well, if you're going towards destruction, you might as well turn in the process you, too. You, you know, I've never met anybody that that has boldly stated. Uh, I've only been saved since, so I don't go to hell. Usually it's something like I became saved. I realized my Je- sin. I realized my sin and Jesus saved me from hell, mm-hmm. which is showing a little bit of trust and love in Christ 
it's not solely based on I just don't want to go to hell so Jesus save me. Like that, there's a little bit of a difference in. And like, that might be maybe that's coming from my background of what possibly, I heard a lot as a kid. Possibly. And and you could and because I, I grew up in the definition of a turn and burn church, right, right. culture, and and that's not at it, least in junior it's high not, school. Again, I I don't want to say it's the wrong terminology, but it's not the right terminology. It's almost it's turn. Like, it's, it, it, I like to say turn and live, not turn and burn, but see, turn, turn and live. I'd like to say choose Christ. And the love he has for you, or burn, <laughs> like, kind of, bro, kind of, that don't rhyme. I mean, There's no I mean, rhyme. You gotta have a, a meter. My you name, have a, you my have name, a rhythm and meter. I'm not Dr. Seuss. I don't need to rhyme. Don't be Dr. Seuss, but at least don't be, you know, don't be. Yeah, you're lost for I'm words. I'm lost. I got. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say something. Like, I got nothing. I got nothing. That's right. Be a Susan B. Anthony or something. I don't know. No. But um, but at at the end of the day, I mean, here's here's the question. Um. For those of us who are followers of Jesus, we're called to go out and make disciples. Correct. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's a commandment. It's a, it's a com- it, one of the last commandments that Christ gave before he ascended into it. It was the great commission, not the great suggestion. Right. And so if if you are a Christian listening to this and you might be asking yourself the question of, "Oh, I don't know when the last time I shared my faith." That this is not me asking you, "Oh, are you really a Christian?" but it's more the fact of have you forgotten what our purpose on earth here is? Our purpose is not to just live a good life, live comfortably, grow some, well, you know, have some kids, we have, have a nice house. We have dual purposes. Right. The dual first purpose is clearly stated, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right. And the next one is love the your neighbor. very next one is love your neighbor as yourself. And Christ identified how you do that on his great commission statement before Correct. ascending, which is go forth and preach the good news to all people in all lands. Like that's... That's what we're, that's how we love our neighbor. Let, let me put it to you uh, the way Francis Chan put it. Oh, our boy Francis. <laughs> well, Francis Chan and Todd White. And I know some people may disagree. Uh, I'm not here. Uh, I do not know man's heart, so I'm not going into the things that they always believe that may be misquoted or whatever you you know whatever whoever's listening may disagree with even listening to people. I don't know. No, go ahead. But anyways. Uh, Man, I totally just lost what I was going to say. <laughs> just escaped me. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> no, um, what, I was our purpose do, was. I was what, doing, what our purpose is on earth. Oh, besides just living out a good, comfy life. Yeah, I still don't have it. We'll just move on. Well, so, but, so uh, on our church's website, um, I, I do want to share this. It's uh, southsidesbc.org forward slash gospel. I made it really easy. Oh, nice. Um, so our church uses what's called a three-circle method. And what I've, I've briefly mentioned it. It's, it's listed on the website. You have God's design, brokenness, and, and the gospel, and there's arrows that go between it because you know God right. designed it a certain way. We're supposed to be recovering and pursuing it, but we're stuck in this brokenness over here. Um, and, and some of this is stuff I wrote out myself. A lot of this I stole from his from the three circles people as well but the question was is what do we do with our lives once we decide to follow jesus and it says when god restores our relationship to him we begin to discover meaning and purpose in the broken world where we still live mm. although we live in a broken world we can now pursue god's design in all areas of our lives even when we fall we understand god's pathway to be restored the same good news of jesus that saved us in the beginning God's Holy Spirit empowers us to pursue His original design and assures us of God's presence in this life and for all of eternity. And the Bible says in Philippians 2.13, For it is God who is working in you, enabling you both to desire and to work out His purposes. So, so God's Holy Spirit is giving you the desire to follow God and to actually do it. And then Ephesians 2.10, and this is, this is right after 
Ephesians two eight and nine, and people right. like to forget verse ten. Yeah, where it's you know you're saved um, by grace through faith. It's not your own work, so no one could boast. Right. And verse ten says, "For because of all that's happened, because we are His creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of a time." ahead of a time God prepared ahead <laughs> of time so that we should walk in them so yeah. so once we once we decide to follow Jesus it's not so much that we're just saved from something but we're saved for something you know right. and a lot of people th- and that's I guess what what bothers me is so many people are are you know they're just like oh I'm just I, I follow Jesus you know I got my ticket to heaven I'm just gonna sit I'm gonna hang out I'm not going to hell it's awesome but we're not saved just from it like from hell but we're saved for Good works give people a taste of the kingdom. Let's 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 share our faith with with those. Yeah, uh, I remember what I was going to say now. Go for it. <laughs> well, we'll land the plane with this. So, well, I got a final thought, but we'll. Oh, a yeah. final thought after the final thought. Well, this isn't a final thought. This is what <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going backwards. I'm clicking reverse like you did. Go back <laughs> to what I forgot. There you go. But anyways, yeah. So uh, Francis Chan and Todd White in some of their messages uh, talk about. And I think Scott talked about the same thing about uh, we have been given this great gift of love, and how could we be so selfish as to not share, mm. not share this gift of love with others? And that's where it ties into that that great commission. That's where I was going with that whole statement. I got before you. I lost my train of thought. Anyways, and I will say this: sometimes the best evangelists are introverts because they want relationships with people and then they share their faith of, okay, why are you different? Right. Versus extroverts, where sometimes extroverts are just out there. The extroverts are the ones on the corners with the megaphones on the soapboxes that everyone hates. Right. But, all right, so Mark, anywho, you got any closing thoughts? My final thought is this. Love God. Love others. If that's good enough for Jesus, that's good enough for me. Mm. Yeah, and my th- final thought is is when you preach the gospel... Don't just hang up on being saved from hell, but actually teach the love that God has for us. And it's not a fear of hell, but a good, healthy love of what we should have because of something that the Lord has done for us to keep us from going to that, that place of damnation for eternity. So that's my final thought. Mm. Mm, I'm 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 gonna do a church phrase. That's a good word. <laughs> word word. <laughs> that's a good word. Word to your mother. No, that's vanilla ice. But no, that was, that was a good word. Stop um, collaborating. Listen. <laughs> Sorry, you said vanilla ice. I mean, ice just... is back with a brand new edition. But you know, it's whatever. In fact, that was an old edition because that we, was like early almost 90s. thirty years ago. Yeah. Um, but no, but but we love for you guys to continue this conversation too. Um. You know, we we talk about reaching out to us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all these different places, but we would love to hear your guys' salvation stories, too, of why did you decide to follow Jesus? And remember, if you reach out to us and leave us a review, we will send you a little something if you let us know how to get that to you. If you want to make sure we see it, rather than, you know, three weeks later, email us, too. Email us or... DM us or... or Yeah, Facebook Messenger. I mean, we're on Facebook. Tweet at us. Tweet. Tweet, Instagram, I don't know. That's DM. That's DM. That's okay. I'll teach you these things. Just don't send us a TikTok because we're not on TikTok. Why? Because we ain't got time for that. But but either way, so that that was that was good, man. And and you know, this is something that that's I think pretty important that we need to think about that we just don't think about. Right. We just don't. We take it for granted. We take it for granted. And you know what else we take for granted? We take it for granted that we get to have a fun fact. 
Oh, with Chris Fuller. Fun fact. Every single week. Now, I, I have to admit, I accidentally read this one. Did you? I accidentally That's read right, this one. That's right, because I haven't given you the, the next episode you're, one nope, yet. Nope, so. nope, you're hiding that one. But this one would be pretty good. So what's good, our right? fun... F- we, we need a little, like, fun we need a fact. jingle for fun fact. Dude, <laughs> I'm so jealous of, of dudes and dads with their Rotocaster where they can do, like, all these little, we, like, you guys will segments. Be, they have segment things. You guys will be blown away when we can afford to get a Rotocaster. <laughs> and you can help. Send us your gift at thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyways, fun fact for today. Mark, obviously you know, but listeners, do you know more than 80,000 people have graduated from McDonald's Hamburger University with a degree in hamburgerology. That's a pretty uh, beefy statement. <laughs> but, um, anyways, that's the best fun part fact. about this fun fact, though, is I don't even think McDonald's truly knows what a real hamburger is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm a Whopper guy. Whopper. I'm a I'm a Whopper. Dude, guy. Burger King is pretty good. It is. They're not as good as they used to be, but no, they used, pretty solid. they used to be fire. But you know what we need to do? We haven't gone out for a good burger in a while. That's yeah. I'm on a diet, so <laughs> you can have a veggie. Yeah, burger? I, no, I could probably have a burger. I got cheat days. It's you got cool. cheat days. We'll do that. We'll do that sometime. Anyways, if you want to join us, <laughs> if you want to join us on our burger date, feel free to hit us up and join us. But we are so thankful for you guys as the RTC family for you guys. Stick it and out. Listen to us. We have over a hundred downloads per episode. Yeah, yeah. And this is something that for I could we never dreamed of. No, we this never dreamed of something great. like this was just something that we wanted to do. But yeah. you guys made this a reality. So thank you all for that. But until next time, talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.